Hello all, and welcome to the All for the Gluten-Free Good podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hopper, sharing with you how I'm finding peace and joy in this gluten-free journey. Episode 10, Coping with Allergies. Okay, all, here we are. I'm sure you can tell by the sound of my voice that I have been struggling with some allergies over the past couple days. So this last Wednesday, I woke up feeling like this. I had a stuffy nose, itchy eyes. The allergies have fully set in. I never used to get allergies when I was a kid, but I've heard that they are more common in adulthood for whatever reason that is. And mine have gotten progressively worse as I've gotten older. I don't know if any of you can identify with that as well. So for those of us with autoimmune issues, we tend to further struggle with kicking any sort of sickness bug or when allergies set in, sometimes I can struggle with them for upwards of a month or two instead of just a couple weeks, which is awesome. (laughs) So... On top of all of this, because I'm a musician, uh, I need to be able to sing almost 40 hours a week for my job. So because of that, I have learned and built up quite a few serious tools that I use to cope with my allergies, and I'm just going to share a few of those with you guys today. So before we get started, please keep in mind that I am not a doctor and I'm just stating what works for me. So please talk to your physician if you have any concerns about your health. Um, With that said, we're just going to jump right in. So some medications that I use that I've found that really help. um, First of all, in general, I try to stay away from medications. Um, With an autoimmune disease, if you... If you use every medication that is recommended to you, you will be more heavily medicated than most people in their 80s. So um, I try to stay away from them and I only medicate on what I know I need to be able to function and self-sustain. So that said, um, before you take any medication, if you are gluten-free or if you have any other allergies for that matter you have got to check the labels. Nowadays, things are getting a lot better and they make most medications without the use of gluten, but there are some out there that do contain gluten, especially watch your vitamins. There are not a lot of vitamins out there that that are gluten-free. Um, so you have got to make sure that it says on your label that they are gluten-free. Most other medications like allergy medications tend to be safe, but again, make sure. Um, they should be labeled. All the big brands do label. Um, so always be be careful about that. Um, I per- personally have found that for me, I use Claritin and Benadryl depending on if I'm working or not. <laughs> if I'm not working, I want to spend that time um, as effectively as possible by trying to really catch up on my sleep so that I can heal. Um, and I will usually just go ahead and use Benadryl because I found that it is the most effective and Um, it does a great job. It just makes me really drowsy. So I try to use the time when I'm not working, um, as specifically as a healing time, uh, for me to be at my best. Um, so I also will use a saline spray. If, if you're one of those people that can successfully use a neti pot, that is awesome. 
And I am super impressed with you as, as just a general person. If you are able to use a neti pot, I have never been able to successfully use one. So that said, I tend to focus on just a simple saline spray. And that does a great job for me. And the best part about a saline spray is that it's not really medicated. It's just like a salt water spray. But it does a really good job. And you can use it as much as you feel like you need. So you don't have to wait 12 hours to use it because it's not like a medicated nasal spray. Um, so that is super awesome. Um, so let's move on to actually my favorite segment of this podcast. Um, let's talk about essential oils. So like I said, um, I don't medicate for every ache or pain I have. Um, I don't medicate for every trouble that I'm dealing with. I only medicate for what I have to medicate for. And that's just true across my life. Um, but that said, I use a lot of essential oils, um, because I found that they're super effective in helping, especially with my, um, arthritis, my inflammation, my gut issues. Um, anytime I get sick, I run to the essential oils because they're just really helpful and beneficial. They're also really great if you're feeling stressed. Uh, the lavender oil that I have, I use Young Living and the lavender oil from them is just it's amazing. It's not overwhelming. It's not too floral, um, but it does wonders for helping me to just relax. Um, so the first thing I do is that I put eucalyptus and my essential oil beads in my necklace. So I have an essential oil necklace that has these little, um, beads that actually absorb the oil. Um, so you just kind of coat them with whatever oil you're going to use and then you wear it. And the oils just sort of like waft up to your face as you move around throughout the day. Um, and so I put eucalyptus in there, which is basically eucalyptus is the same scent that's going to be in your like chest rub, your medicated chest rub. Um, and it does basically the same thing, but you don't have to put it on your skin, which is nice. Um, excuse me. And it does a great job of keeping my nasal passages as clear as they can be. Um, the next thing that I do is I put Thieves Blend. I put a Thieves Blend in my diffuser. So I love the Thieves Blend. It's basically like a general health and wellness help you kick your bug blend. And it is awesome. It's a good one to have um, just lying around because when you need it, you really need it. Uh, side note though, if you have any cats or dogs, um, be really intentional about diffusing um, away from them. Uh, if your dog is a big dog, like, you know, as big as like a nine-year-old, um, I have a friend who has a dog that's very big like that and it doesn't affect her. But the reason why it might affect your pets, um, is because a lot of pets are smaller. So if you have a small dog or if you have a cat, um, just keep in mind that what could be a toxic limit for them is much lower because their body mass is smaller. Um, so I basically, I mean, I just diffuse in a separate room from them and I'll leave the door open and they can come in and out. It's not a big deal. Um, but I just don't diffuse like while they're napping on my lap. Um, I try to be, just be intentional about not, um, diffusing around them. Please excuse how incredibly swollen my nose is right now. I'm trying my best to get this podcast out for you guys. Um, I hope this isn't too obnoxious to listen to me talking while I'm this, um, stepped up. So, um, also let's see. Oh yes. Okay. So one of my friends just recommended this week that I should try putting copaiba 
on my nasal sinuses. Now, Capiva is not one of those things that I used to buy, um, but the same friend actually got it for me for my birthday, um, which was so sweet. And she actually got it for me because it supposedly helps a lot with inflammation as well. Um, but then she told me the other day, you know, you should try putting it right on your nasal sinuses, just massage it in a little bit. And oh my goodness, it was like magic. It did wonders. And I love how simple it is. I love that it's non-invasive. I love that it's not a medication and it just does the trick. And you can use it alongside your saline spray and your other stuff. So that is awesome. I really recommend Capiba on your nasal sinuses. If you haven't tried it, it really worked a wonder. She also mentioned to me though, that there's this awesome essential oil tea. I believe it's a thieves tea that can be hugely beneficial. Um, I haven't tried it yet, but I definitely will in the future. Um, and I'm really excited to try it. I just don't have the thieves here at my house. Um, and I'm going to at some point go over and bug her and have her uh, whip me up a cup of that so I can give it a try and probably buy my own uh, really nice thieves blend, blend so that I can make that at, at home myself. Um, so please note though, that the reason why I haven't made this blend yet is because I don't have a thieves blend that is safe to use on skin or to be ingested. So please note that most essential oils that you will buy at the store are not safe to use on skin or to be ingested under any circumstances. I have, after I developed this love of essential oils, I've been building up my stock of some finer oils from Young Living. So this really does matter um, if you plan to ingest your oils or apply them to skin at any point, you really need to use one of the pure grade essential oils so that they are safe to be ingested and to be used on skin when they're diluted with another oil, with a carrier oil. If you're not really sure about how to do all of that, um, I recommend finding um, somebody, maybe a friend of yours who uses essential oils, who's a fanatic or... Um, even seeking out um, a Young Living representative and they can help you and provide you with some resources just to get started. Um, it has been really beneficial for me. So I really do recommend essential oils. Just be mindful. And I recommend investing um, in the nicer oils because trust me, they are worth it. There's so much more you can do with these nicer oils that are safe to be used on your skin and to be ingested. Um, yeah, so also... Um, do your research and talk to your pediatrician if you plan to use oils for your children at any point. Um, similar as we were just talking how, you know, your animals are much smaller than you, so their tolerance for these oils and what they need for them to be effective is much, much lower. And actually you could make them sick if you gave them too much or put too much on them. Um, just because they are so strong and so potent, you have to be very diligent and very careful. Um, so again, if you would like to use oils with your little one, talk to your pediatrician first and really get, make sure that you have a very thorough understanding of how to do that safely. Um, but that said, when it's used safely and carefully, um, I've heard a lot of people using oils with their children and then being very effective, but just make sure you do your research and you talk to your pediatrician first, uh, before you do any of that. Okay. Finally, and last but not least, some of my favorite, um, tips here um, just balanced nutrition and vitamins. I know that sounds ridiculous because it sounds a little redundant. Like that's probably what your mom has told you your whole life. Um, but it 
aids so much in your body's ability to fight anything that you're dealing with. I mean, what's happening when you're having allergies is you you are having an allergic reaction. So right now, my nose is not full of anything. My nostrils are actually swollen um, because I'm having an allergic reaction to something that is outside, of course. So um, when you give your body the nutrition and the vitamins that it's really craving, your body's going to have a better ability to fight that off. Um, and it will eventually. Um, so, and finally, my absolute favorite, if you haven't yet, you should definitely, definitely try some hot tea with local honey. So honey basically works like a vaccine. And I don't know if you've heard this before, but it's actually super duper interesting. So when you use local honey, they, the local honeybees uh, actually, so like bees that you would see outside are the bees that we were talking about, bees that would be outside your house, outside your neighborhood. Um, those bees go to local flowers and things that you would probably be reacting to, to get the pollen to make the honey that you would be eating. That same pollen is the pollen that makes you sick. It's a pollen that is making my nose inflame right now. Um, so when you ingest that honey, um, it allows your body to react to the pollen in small amounts and build the natural antibodies that your body needs to defend itself and build a tolerance for the pollen that's outside that's making you react. It's awesome if you can do this as a preventative measure because oftentimes um, it can be helpful in preventing an allergy flare-up, um, but even if you're having an allergy flare-up, it can still be helpful. Um, so with all of that said, um, I'm going to take my stuffed up self and probably go lay down on the couch. Um, but I hope that if any of you out there are struggling with allergies this week, that this can just give you a little bit of hope and a little bit of um, some ideas on how to cope maybe with using some minimal medication because trust me, I am right there with you on that one. Um, so you guys, I hope you all enjoy listening to this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Hopper. And for some of my favorite recipes and resources, head on over to all-for-the-good.com. And please consider taking a moment to rate this podcast in your podcast app. Wishing you the best and to be